All right, Happy New Year, everybody. The ball just dropped on 2023. Uh, are you ready for another episode of that other Masonic podcast? Uh, the audio you were about to hear was recorded back the second week of December. It says we put a little filler material in the can for the holiday season. Uh, I don't remember exactly what the premise of this episode was. I know I joked that I was going to call it a Masonic mix because we talked about a lot of things, including Abraham Lincoln's axe. So anyways, for Brother Todd, uh, Brother Jared, we appreciate all your support this year with that other Masonic podcast. Happy holidays. Congratulations on ringing in the new year, and we hope you enjoy it. guys welcome back to another episode of that other masonic podcast brother jared atkins i'm brother todd Whaley. bethlehem lodge 574 in bird's eye indiana what's up man hey how you doing bub doing good doing good doing yeah. a doing good all right i understand you've got a treat for us tonight that is not only masonic related but it's also southern indiana local related yeah kind of in a way Oh man, what do we what do we got on um, tap? Well, uh, you put a link on our Facebook page, um, the Electronic Podcast Facebook page, uh, to MasonicWorld dot com, and I was reading through it and everything because I love reading about Masonic stuff, and I came across one called Abe Lincoln's Axe. Abe Lincoln's Axe, yeah, written by uh, Jim Tresner, I think the name is. I haven't seen that one on there. For those of you that don't know. Uh, MasonicWorld.com is a is a great is a great Masonic tool. They they have tons of stuff you can buy from there. Tons of articles, tons of images you can download. Mm-hmm. Uh, great little uh, Masonic reference point. But anyways, Abe Lincoln's Axe. Anyway, I'm not going to read it verbatim because I hate reading out loud stuff like that. Basically, <sighs> the gist of it is uh, a local historian heard of this family where. Um, it's this farm where Abe Lincoln worked when he first moved to Illinois as a, as a rail splitter for the railroad. When he was living in Indiana or when he was living in living Illinois? Living in Illinois. Okay. It was more of his After uh, they moved. adolescence. And, okay. You know, they moved up to, or actually he moved from Illinois up there, I think. Well, they uh, he heard they had the original axe that he used when he worked for a rail, worked as a rail splitter. That should there. be framed and preserved yes, for posterity. And, and the guy goes up to the farmer and everything, and the guy chopping wood for his home and everything. This happened back in the 70s from, from the story I got. And the guy outside chopping wood, and he, he the guy walked up to the guy and asked the guy, "Hey, do you guys are you the farm that has Abe Lincoln's axe to use as a rail splitter?" He goes, "Yes, I do." And he goes, "Well, um, that's a great um, a great find and everything. Could you go inside and get it for me?" He says, "There's no need. It's right here. I'm the axe I'm using." And the guy goes, "Oh my God, you're you shouldn't you're use that. using that instead he of said, preserving that." He said, "The axe was made to be used." And he said, "Well, he." Hand to the guy. I said, "Wow, this is amazing." He goes, "You guys have really treated it well over the years." He goes, "Yeah, we replaced the handle twice and the head once." Well, is it really the same axe then? Ex- I mean, exactly. But the story goes on that it basically it was, you know, the same area as the axe he used. You know, basically, 
it was the same axe, same type of axe and everything, but the parts have been replaced. And it goes on with the story and everything about Freemasonry and stuff like that. It's like, you know, masonry has changed over the years. You know, it used to be to be a master mason, you had to go to a, a separate master mason's lodge. Most guys only got to, got to fellowcraft degree, and that was it, back in the, I'm going to say, 15, 1600s, stuff like that. I mean, but to be a master mason, you had to go to a master mason's lodge to receive that master mason's degree. And, you know, every state's different. Every state, and especially now in the United States, you know, every state kind of does everything a little bit differently. Where uh, I know Pennsylvania, their degree works different from ours. Uh, where the master does the majority of the work. And the I think the junior warden does most of the the uh, floor work. He actually guides the candidate. Or no, it's their master ceremony or something like that. I forget. It's been a long time since I've seen it. But it's not like where our, our senior deacon guides the candidate around. Somebody totally separate from that. And their opening is different. Their closing is different. The master does mostly 99% of the work. Right. The other officers don't really do a whole lot. Um, Oklahoma, during their stairway lectures, has something called a mother's eulogy that no other state uses. And I've never heard it, and I would love to see it someday, but not right now. But that kind of brings up the question. And also, it said another one on here was um, the three ruffians had their names changed at one point. Right now, I I don't know. I haven't seen anything about that. It's just in the story, but you think about it. What does change affect in masonry? How bad would it affect anything if we made subtle subtle changes like that? Or made major changes like changing names or the way we do stuff, or like say the master had to sell two steps, they had three steps, or you know the the junior deacon guys guys came there out to the senior deacon or whatever. What would those changes really do to the overall structure of masonry? Well, it depends on what you're changing. I mean, it could have huge ramifications. It could be minuscule and unnoticeable. Okay. Um, you also know for the longest time, we didn't have a catechism we had to learn. The memorization wasn't a big a big part of moving on to your next degree. Um, it said in this, this article I wrote, I read, not wrote, I wish I wrote it. <laughs> but, <laughs> it said that in uh, George Washington Benjamin Franklin days back in the you know, 17, late, late 1700s and everything, after the meeting, they sit around a table and they would, you know, ask you questions and answers and everything, kind of like we did our crossfire. But they would just make sure you understood the, de- the degree. And a lot of guys got their three degrees one night to the next back then. Uh, but they wasn't so much on the remembering or the memorization. It was more of the understanding what the degree taught you and understand why we did this, why we did that. Now we do all the lectures and everything. But say before, they'd sit around a table with a number of people, and to make sure that that candidate or the new brother of whatever degree understood what he was, what he just went through. Right. So yeah, where it went to where we had to do the, the crossfire or everything like that, memorize that, I don't know where it came from, but but you also got to think, okay, what, what would you change about masonry now to make it more modern, I guess, or more user-friendly? I mean, I don't know how to say it. I mean, I mean, there there's a lot of things that I think any mason in any lodge in this country would would bring up the change. Uh, but before you get into that, I mean, I think you're always going to have um, pushback. Oh yeah, uh, because some people like things the way, and and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, 
Well, change is hard for everybody. Well, I mean, cha- yeah. changing your life, changing your your job, changing you know way you get paid. You get paid on a Wednesday instead of a Friday or something like that. It's always a little bit. It's, any change is difficult. But I mean, if you're asking me if I'm going to change the name of the ruffians from Joe, <laughs> I caught myself. Yeah. I, I almost, I almost gave it away. <laughs> Y'all see me right now? I'm shaking my hand, my finger at Todd, my pointer, and he's laughing. I see that but, finger sometimes. Not for me, but motor guys. But uh, I mean, Too asking me if, if if changing the names of the ruffians, I don't, I don't think that would be an issue like some something as minor as that that's not gonna that's not gonna make me stand up out of my chair and be like well they're just trying to ruin this fraternity and and walk out of the room i don't think that that's minuscule changing a little bit of the floor work on a degree that's no different than bartimaeus does than that. bartimaeus yeah. uh they got permission from grand laws to change it for anybody's wheelchair handicapped or whatever yeah for those of you that don't know uh how many states do Bartimaeus degrees? I think we're it. There might be one more out there. We we were the first. I do know our that. our secretary up here at Lodge. He's he, a he's a huge Bartimaeus guy. He like, he can tell like you everything about Bartimaeus. This year, Bartimaeus. Something like that. Bartimaeus puts on degrees for brothers who have you know PTSD or they're missing, missing a, a leg, missing, missing a, leg. a hand. They're blind. None of the none of the rituals changed, just the floor work mm-hmm. of things. So it had to uh, sit, stead kneel, or if they had to be in a wheelchair to go around the lodge and everything. Well, I mean, it's as close as they can get to it without absolutely changing everything. Well, and, and that's the thing. If if some people would be upset about you changing one thing, then why wouldn't people be upset about Bartimaeus? Well, I mean, because we're helping out. Well, you know what I'm too. saying. But like, does does the does masonry need to change? In in some aspects, maybe, and this could be a segue for how social media and the modern times have changed things. 25, 30 years ago, even that far back, Todd, you're 44, I'm 35. I mean, we're not young pups anymore, but we're still young enough in the eyes of the people in this room. <laughs> we're young to most 99% of the membership. Yeah, there, but yes. 25 years ago, 1997, yeah. 30 years ago, 1992, People wouldn't be sitting here doing interviews about masonry, putting no. them out there in the world. No. And even if they were, they for sure wouldn't be sitting in the lodge room of their very own lodge like no. we are right now doing yeah. them. That wouldn't happen. And we're not drinking. We're not doing anything wrong. We're not. We're we're sitting here with two hot, with two hot mics and just talking about Freemasonry because and two cups of Diet Mountain Dew. Yeah, that's literally. <laughs> you know? I have a I have a cup filled of ice Diet Mountain Dew. There's yeah. no there's no liquor in this no, cup. It's literally just Diet Mountain Dew. We meet at the lodge. I mean, we could meet at a you know establishment. No, we could, but we meet at lodge because sometimes while we're here, we pull out the ritual and go over some things in the room. Yep. And it helps if you have that visual perspective. I mean, right now the room's set up in the Eastern Star format, but yeah. it wouldn't take nothing to fix it. No. But, I mean, 20, 20, you talk about change. 25 years ago, there, well, I mean, there weren't really many podcasts anyways 25 years ago, <laughs> but still, just say, say there was for sake of argument. I mean, there was no radio station that had anything to do with Freemasonry. No. No movies, really, that had anything that were strictly anything about masonry. You love talking about National Treasure, don't you? I love that movie. It's good. I mean, I wouldn't say it's great. I've never seen the second one. Yeah, Book of, was it? Book of Secrets? Book of Secrets. I've never okay. seen that one. Not a whole lot about masonry in it, though. I was going to say, is there any masonry in that one? Not really. 
Look at the lost symbol, stuff like that. When the lost symbol came out, how big of an influx did that have on everything? I mean, you, and the pe- I'm sorry, Peacock, you missed the mark on the TV show. That was <laughs> awful, in my opinion. It's hard for me to watch it. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's on Peacock, the lost symbol. It's- I, got, I have Peacock, because unfortunately, if I want to watch The Office and WWE Network, I right. have to have Peacock now. Yeah. Which is fairly cheap. Don't get me wrong. Was it four nine nine? I pay. I, I got both packages, the, the extended whatever. So I got. I pay nine nine. That's for what Peacock. I get. But yeah, it's well worth it for me just for the the shows I want to watch in wrestling. By the way, I am binging. This is not Masonic related, but hey, our show, our platform. I'm binging through Law and Order SVU. Like I never did like Law and Order. Every lunch break, every day, I go to the couch with my whatever I'm eating for lunch, <laughs> and I take an hour and a half lunch break, and I sit Good there and I God, man, how you get hey, it done? I get stuff done. I take an hour and a half. I watch Law and Order. But anyways. Jesus. But anyways, I'm, I'm not a half hour. I'm not <laughs> seeing. Yeah, you've got to literally eat and go back to the floor. I mean, much. working from home now has its benefits. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know, you talk about that. Like we could we could segue this this whole episode up into to various things. I mean, basically, the biggest change that everyone's afraid of right now is having alcohol in the lodges, turning it into a shrine, or turning it into something like that. I mean, I think, and man, we've touched on this in other yes, episodes. But I think. I mean, honestly, most English lodges have a bar in it. So, See, but, I didn't know that. I've never, I've never really, I've never looked past my own nose into anything about Freemasonry uh, internationally. Yeah, I've England, never, England, basically, they have you know what they call their their festive boards afterward have wine and beer and drinks of you know alcoholic types. I mean, it's. We're one. I, I don't know for sure, but I think we're one of the only countries in the world that doesn't allow alcohol in our blue lodges. I mean, I, but, you, but that's a big change. I know everyone fights that. I mean, most guys, some guys are for it. Me personally, I kind of like not having it. I, if, if I was, if if a full blown, I was asked to ballot on something like this, I would. I would drop a black ball on it if I'm yeah, being honest. I just, I just don't think we need it now. Not, I could mean, could we have it carried in for our dinners afterwards? Yeah, but we could also go somewhere else to eat too. That's true. You know, I mean, that's what most. Uh, I know um, Lodge Vitruvian, the European Concept Lodge up there in Broad Ripple, Indianapolis. Basically, they have their meetings, and afterward, they have a festival. Where they go to a local restaurant, and they will imbibe in alcohol and have food and drink. They have speakers. Come up there just at, at every meeting, but they only meet once a quarter. So you know, but they they meet afterwards at a local you know, restaurant or bar, or whatever you want to call it. You know, and that's what that's what they do, and that's a European concept lodge, which is fascinating. Don't get me wrong; I love to go to one of their meetings sometime. But um, but yeah, but that's how they not really get around. But if you don't have, if you don't have to drink, you don't have to. If you don't want to drink, you don't have to. I mean, no. But, I mean, guys, you want to come in here and get sauce before you go to a degree? Absolutely not. I mean, Absolutely what, what not. you want? I mean, basically, I see okay, when the you know a mason comes in here to get initiated as an apprentice, it's like they ask, is this their own free will and accord? Well, yeah, but if you're drunk, how free are you? You're under some kind of, you know, if you're drunk, exactly. you're not of, of sound mind and body and everything. So I mean I understand a hundred percent. Yeah, you don't need a drink before you come to lodge. I I still will not. If I'm coming to lodge, I won't have a drink before I come to lodge. Even if I have a chance to, I will not have a drink before I come to lodge. If I'm working on my memorizing my ritual, I will not drink that day. 
I mean, that's keeping it kept me from drinking a lot back when I go through lodge. I just made a decision that I was not going to drink if I was ever going to work on my ritual. Because I don't need to. I don't need a drink. I like to drink. Don't get me wrong. I have to drink tonight. But, I mean, I don't need a drink. Yeah. And that's where your pendant bodies come in, too. That's why I think the shrine and the grotto and also got so big because that's where guys could let loose have a little bit of fun. <laughs> And depending on when this episode gets gets released, we'll talk yeah. about the gutter. <laughs> yeah, so so I'm I'm putting this out here, and you guys are going to hear this on every episode we do today, uh, just because I don't know when we're releasing, and I always think it's funny to break kayfabe. Look at me, get a wrestling reference in uh, on the Masonic podcast now. You big jump, bro. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I don't know what order I'm releasing these in, but with Christmas and New Year's coming up, we're we're uh trying to load we're bankrolling, trying to do four or five today, and. Pick them when we're going to release them, but we just talked uh, about the grotto in the last episode we recorded. Yeah. But you, you know, let's. I want. I want. I want to hit on this a minute, though. You're you're talking about changes, and uh, I kind of want to talk about social media and Freemasonry. Okay. How has and let let's go back to the early 2000s. We all had a MySpace page. I had a oh, MySpace. Yeah. You did, and then Facebook. You know, Facebook come out when Facebook was out when MySpace was out. I didn't get a Facebook until 2007. Oh, I was probably so, around that. I, I know I was at the very leading. It once we get you didn't have to have a college ID to get onto it. That's I got it's about a year or two after that. So let's talk about all social media: TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. My how has let's let's talk about what social media has done for Freemasonry. What do you, man? I tell you what, it's made communication a lot easier. Amongst members outside of our jurisdictions, the the groups on Facebook posting where degrees are going yeah, at that helps out. That's how I got since I moved down to Southern Indiana. I didn't know any Masons. When I moved out here. You remember fifteen years ago, everybody was still putting degrees and and planners. Oh, I, I did. What what do I we did. do now? Put you check Facebook or you put it in your phone. You check your email. Jackie Ash. Yeah. Out, or Shout Mike, out Jackie Ash and Michael Pettigrew. And by Mike, the way, Mike Pettigrew. He'll send a huge list out. Which I haven't gotten a while, Mike. I'm a little upset about that. I don't know if you lost my email. What's going on? My, Mike sends one out for the entire state. Yeah. Jackie sends one out for everything south of Indianapolis. Yeah. And he, as far as Bedford down to yeah. Eureka. Um, but yeah, I mean the communication is. I mean, I've met Mason through Facebook. That I met a couple of California who I talked to yeah, pretty rarely. Just hey brother, how you doing? You guys think going on out there? Blah blah. blah. Or uh, I met one guy. He was uh, hey, I'm traveling through Indiana. Uh, like to meet up and have have a drink with you. Like, well, what part are you coming through? Well, I'll be in Fort Wayne. Okay, I'm too far I'm away like from Fort Wayne. Five hours south <laughs> yeah. of that. Yeah, I'm too far away from Fort Wayne. Sorry, you, brother. You want to talk about how social media has impacted Freemasonry? Look no further than COVID. Oh yeah, they're posting Grand Lodge communications and things on YouTube, and on Facebook YouTube Live for you to watch yeah. because you're not there because you can't can't go. Yeah, but Vers- Lodge lodges were they weren't really meeting. They weren't having tiled meetings as, as you know as a lodge on Facebook or on Zoom or whatever you want to call it, whatever was Skype, Zoom, whatever they were using. But they were having get togethers, have lodge education, just to make sure everybody just to see everybody because everybody has that need to want to be around a group. I mean. Not me, I hate people, but <laughs> but you mean you always want to be around uh, <laughs> you always want to be, meet, meet with your brothers you know as often as you can, I mean, but you know the covid couldn't do anything. I remember the night they shut down the grand lodge, 
yeah, you guys had degree work here. I wasn't back yet. I was yeah. I was two I was a year and a half away from coming back to being active. Were you here? Uh, I was active. I wasn't a member here yet, but um, I was coming to that degree. I was dressed at home, and I got the email said all degree work is to be stopped immediately. And so I, the only way I knew how to get a hold of a secretary, Phil, was through Facebook Messenger, and he didn't get my message until after the degree, and then I didn't come. Well, fine. They, they still had a degree. So, so, <laughs> so it's we're we are uh, we are two and a half years past now, March of 2020. So I can go ahead and break the fourth wall about this too. So the story goes: we had three grand officers here that night for the degree, one of whom lives in Dubois, Dubois County. County, and I guess the. You know, people were showing up, and the word came down from the Grand Lodge in the state of Indiana about five o'clock that night that all lodges were shut down. Well, at five o'clock, we had some of the older gentlemen who get there two hours early. People, you know, they're they're in the they're in the they're in the fellowship hall cooking. People are coming in, and there's three grand officers there. Like we're having this degree. Yeah. Like, you know, our boss shut it down. <laughs> I know we're two years removed. Hopefully there's no statute of limitations. We can get anybody in trouble. But the story goes, they shut it down at like 5 o'clock that night. Like it, yeah. yeah, and then the people are showing up like, we're having this degree. Mm-hmm. So as, you know, everything was shut down, there was still one degree going on. And I'm sure there's some logic they're still met. They just, you know, did whatever. They got together somehow. But not ours. No, we followed the rules. It was. I felt bad for Ron Abel, our master that year. He got to have what two meetings that Three year? Four. Yeah, something like that. And so he did a second year just for that, which you know he needed to. He needed to be part. Need to do that whole year. But you know, but social media helped out keeping it keeping it going. I think if it hadn't been for that, who knows what may have happened? But that goes for your Moose Lodge, your Elks, everything. I, don't, I would like to know what they did. You know, because they're not like us, you know, where you know they don't have big initiations and everything like that. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not a member of any of that stuff. Social media has also negatively impacted Freemasonry, too. And you guys oh, yes. listening, you guys know what I'm talking about because you see the memes that travel across social media. Oh, yeah. And you'll see the memes from, the uh, what, the bad. what would you call them, anti-Freemasonry? Anti Masons, yeah. Yeah, you, you'll see, you know, uh, I've seen a, a absolutely – and Todd and I are never going to lie to any of our listeners. We're always going to be upfront and honest with you. I seen a disgusting meme one time about uh, Freemasonry and uh, sodomy with children and, and things like that. Like just the most god awful, disgusting, from furthest from the truth things. Yes. But and and again, how free how social media has changed. Uh, Everyone gets a voice. You now. you didn't go to Grand Lodge with me this year, did you? No, no you were, you didn't take off work. So uh-huh. I went as proxy for our lodge, right. and I went up with our secretary, and uh, also went up with Brother Ron, and I was proxy. And one of the what would you call them? Um, I guess the cases that go before Grand Lodge. Oh, jurisprudence. Th- yeah, that they talk about at Grand Lodge. Mm-hmm. One of the cases dealt with uh, a lodge. Uh, somewhere up around, I want to say it was a lodge north of Indianapolis where a guy was, uh, posting things on social media about law. It basically, you know, uh, secrets or what? It, it, uh, no, no. Oh, dang it. Uh, I guess basically he got miffed him and his lodge had a falling out. 
over some things. He put some very racial and homophobic slurs and was releasing information. And I guess the story goes he was accusing the guys in the Grand Lodge office of sleeping with the secretaries. And he put he just went on like a just ridiculous social media tirade. So they suspended him. Yeah, I heard something about that. And then he uh, took to one of my favorite terms. And uh, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this on the Masonic podcast, but one of my favorite terms to use when somebody gets in trouble is they got their pee-pee spanked. This dude got his pee-pee spanked by Indiana Grand Lodge and then had the gall to try to appeal his sentencing. And they talked about it at Grand Lodge. They talked about it. This guy had the had the gall to petition saying, I'll never say anything bad about the lodge and the fraternity on social media again, but you guys are going to let me back into blue lodge. And it's like, no. A, no, we're not. And when I tell you three, four, five, six, seven hundred, a thousand Masons, however many was in the Scottish Rite Cathedral in Indianapolis, uh, in May of this year, when I tell you that it was a unanimous vote, there was not one single person that voted to let this guy back in. Yeah, it's, like you do it once, you're gonna do it again. You're gonna get mad at somebody. If you're gonna get that mad at a lodge for whatever the case may be, I mean, I'm sorry, but I, I still got bad. my I still got all my paperwork that I was handed yeah. from uh, Grand Lodge this year, and it's in the book somewhere. I'm gonna yeah, have to find it and show it to you. It it, it was it any, was nuts. Anytime you badmouth an organization like that, even if it's your company you work for, we had a guy where I work at. He had badmouthed the company on social media before, and then he got. You know, miffed at him again, like five, six years later. But he had signed something before that he would, if he ever did this again, he'd be terminated. Oh, he lost his job. Oh yeah, he he'd been got there, his PP bank. He'd been there like twenty something years, and they came to him and goes, "Hey, we want to talk to you about this." And he kind of okay. And next thing I know, he's being walked out with with his coat and all his belongings that he kept there. And that last I saw him, he's working at a Advanced Auto. Wow. With twenty something years and all that retirement, everything gone. He got his four. He did get a four hundred one k out. I heard that. But other than that, his other retirement package we have, I think it was null and void then. So, I, I mean, that's, that, anytime you badmouth your employer or an organization you belong to, it's not going to look good on you. I'm sorry, but the majority of people there aren't going to you know, fight for you. And, and again, like this whole episode here, we just kind of start talking about change, and then it change led into how social media has has changed. But, okay, well, how's social media really? How is it positively affected? But as far as communication, but I mean, has it made it's made education a whole lot easier? Well, that's that's where you know I was getting I mean? ready to go right there. Okay. You beat me to it. Like the amount of of video, like for for those of you that have followed me on our on my personal Facebook page. And a lot of you have, and uh, a lot of you know Brother Todd on his personal page and on our Masonic page. Like, I have been on this kick for the last five months about I'm going, I want something more than Blue Lodge now. Right. I want an independent body. Social media has made it so easy for me to reach out and look on TikTok and look on YouTube and look at these other independent bodies. It's made me reach across Twitter and Facebook and asking people their opinions on. I, you know, I, I posted a, a, a something on one of the Indiana Masonic Facebook groups about appendant bodies, and I got oh, at least got 60, oh, 60 or 70 answers like, go York right, go Scottish right, join the Shriners. Yeah. No love for the grotto, just saying. 
I mean, uh, we're getting there, brother. We're getting we're, there. Man, I'm telling you what, the, 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 the forgotten body of Freemasonry is the grotto. And I don't say that because you're my co-host and you've become one of my best friends and you and I now have become friends away from Masonry. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, grotto just doesn't get any love. Oh, no. That's, that's my running joke. We're, we're getting there. We're getting but, there. But I mean, and as far as wanting to know what I want to do, I watched a video from, uh, I think it was one of the Scottish Rite bodies in the state of Texas was on YouTube. I watched a 45-minute video talking about the Scottish Rite. Brother Fluff talking about that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. And it's just... We need to get him on here. He'd be a good interview, too. We are calling all Masons far and wide. We we used it earlier tonight for a future episode you'll hear later. Uh, I've got a $50 adapter. You give me your phone number, you give me a Facebook Messenger, or you give me Skype. As long as you got a set of earbuds and a working telephone, brother, we'll get you on the podcast. But yep. uh, I'm running out of steam. <laughs> what, what else we got? Uh, but as far as change goes, I mean, but look at all the guys that promote free Mason, like Brother Fluff on TikTok. Out Texas, he's a he's a Blue Lodge Mason, York Rite. Yeah, look, he's Joy Scottish Rite. He's in Shrines, in the Grotto. He's in all this stuff. But he is constantly on TikTok doing you know live TikToks. We're answering all the questions anybody wants to ask. Uh, he does all these, uh, just you know, thirty-second TikToks. You know, do Masonic education. He's out there promoting it, and without that, without technology or social media, it'd be falling deaf ears because you only do it to people who are in your lodge. Basically, it's like if we have lodge education here, eight guys are going to hear it. But if you do it on social media, who knows how many people are going to hear it? Exactly. And you're always promoting Freemasonry through that, which I think is a big thing. Uh, uh, Widow's Miho is a big one. He does a, he likes to. That's the one you were telling me about. Yeah, he likes to to try to dispel some of the conspiracies about well Christianity and Freemasonry all together. Uh, he's got tattoos all over his face and everything. Real good guy, but just you know, doesn't like not your stereotypical Mason. You know what I mean? My favorite story is when I, it was the people always harassing me when my when my uh, square compass and letter G pulls up behind my because on the back of my neck and it's barely. When somebody can see it, and I'm like, oh, Masons aren't supposed to have tattoos. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, there's a guy out here called uh, uh, Bear of the Voice, I think he is. He's a truck driver. he got a real deep voice. I haven't seen that one. He's, a, he's, a, he's pretty much a plain-spoken guy, but he's a Mason, too. he got tattooed on his chest and everything, and he's, he's you know, says a lot of good things about it, too. And I say this again, and I've said this to you off air. I might have even said it to you in one of the first few episodes. I still cannot believe you do not have a Masonic tattoo. No. <laughs> can't afford them. I know you want one. Oh, I do. I do. I just uh, can't afford one. <laughs> well, well like, I could. My wife won't we'll, we'll let me spend the money on it <laughs> that way. <laughs> but... And 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 that's something else. Like if I'm going to get sleeves, though, if I'm going to get tattoo, I'm going to get masonic sleeves all up down my arm. That's what I want. And she said no to that right away. <laughs> I mean, that's just how I am. If I'm going, I got one tattoo. I got when I was 19 years old, and I would love just to get full sleeves, nothing but masonic symbols and everything else. But that's a lot of money I can't spend. <laughs> right. <laughs> but. This has been a good episode so far. So we, far we didn't sure. really have a format. We just we went this way and but, then we we segued I mean, exit ramp exit. What ramp, other exit. be if you were to change one thing about our ritual? One, if I could change one thing, yeah. what one, would I want to change? Any degree, anything you know, as far as 
to make it simpler, make, make it more well-spoken, make it more understandable, or just make it more fun, what, what would it be? I would take – okay, and, and this is me. Uh, I would take away – the charge from the master mason degree uh i like that one <laughs> well hang on and, and this is everybody's just this this is all just opinion based uh here, here's what i do if the candidate that is being raised the sublime degree of a master mason if they have a relative in the room a brother a cousin a father a grandfather whoever an uncle Take away the charge from the Master Mason degree and let these people give something to this candidate and speak something from the heart. Mm -hmm. Nothing that's memorized verbatim ritual. Just because, as we all agree, and it, it does not matter if you are someone who, me and Todd always try to not give away anything that we're not supposed to, which is always the concern with Masonic podcasts. You're going to ruin the fraternity. That's always everybody's concern. We try to limit, as evidenced by the fact that I almost gave away a ruffian name and I <laughs> caught it a little bit ago. So, but the, the point I'm making is, uh, I just lost my train. <laughs> yeah, <you did. laughs> just squirrel. I heard your phone go tweet and yeah, it lost. Sorry, it okay. But, but when we, you don't really want to get rid of the charge. You just like to have a section where... Make something more personal and more memorable. Or Yeah, that's, that's, that's really up to the lodge itself, too. But you, you, I've seen lodges that do stuff like that, where the father would get up and say something, or an uncle or a grandpa, whatever, where the, they have, always have time for special presentations, if they know they have them. If they know they don't have them, they, you know, you got to tell the master. Like, whenever I was, uh, I was installed as master the first time, my dad had a gavel and a striking uh, thing made for me, but he never said anything to the installing officer that he wanted to present it with me. So they damn near closed up. Then finally, our secretary remembered that. He goes, hold on, hold on. His dad's got a presentation. Oh, okay. And then he gave, gave me my gavel and everything, which is a great, you know, great, great thing for me. But I mean, there's always time. Yeah, you got to make time for stuff like that. Now, I know um, a guy up north, he he always liked doing the, he memorized the uh, What Makes a Man of Masons in our, in our uh, monitor. He remember he he loved giving that. Well, some nights, Master Mason could go a little bit long, and he wanted to do that one night. And I think, hey, you know, we're gonna have to you know skip past that tonight because it's getting pretty late right now. Right. He told me we had over fifty guys in the room. They all went around and introduced themselves. They talked way too long, but that's a good thing too. But but as far as you know, changing masonry, I mean, I don't know. I like to see the the uh, Bible lecture be a little more like a uh, oh what's that guy's name he does it around here. There's two of them, brother Bill Shobe and brother Harold Huffman. Yeah, Bill Shobe when he does it, and he who is by the way a follower of the podcast. Is I don't know really? if he's listening to it. I sent him an invite. He liked the page. So, brother Bill, if you're Hopefully listening, listen. <laughs> thank you. But the Bible lecture, I think, could be more you know not so dry sometimes. Some people they memorize it and it's. That's what it is. Now, a buddy of mine, uh, past monitor, or past master, Eric Reese, he puts it in there the master's hand, if you ever heard that before, uh, where it's um, it's about a violin that's at an auction, and it's dusty and dirty, and it's out of tune and everything. And the auctioneer said, you know, who'd give me $2 for this? 
he'll give me three dollars for this. Then a master violinist, or whatever you would call him, comes up, dusts it off, tunes it, plays it, real beautiful, sweet tune. Then he goes, okay, he'll give me a hundred dollars for this, two hundred dollars for this. You know, it's basically the gist of it. it ain't word for word because I never memorized it. Right. But he adds that into it. I just wish, I wish that they put more emphasis on make it a little more flourished. I guess is the word I'm looking for, or more. Uh, just support. put a little more, more pizzazz. Yeah, pizzazz, or you know, make it a little more you know interesting. Kind of get through that guy's because I've seen the guys who Bill Shub does it for, and they're like amazed what he's done with that Bible lecture or Bible presentation. Not a lecture. Is a presentation, which I think, yeah, I'm all for it. But you know, I see no need in changing the names of anybody, the the ruffians, the you know, the even the craft. Did you know at one point the um, you had to have the uh, the twelve craft actually to do the to do the craft part in a master mason degree. No, I struggled just doing the three you made me do the last time. <laughs> yeah, but we'll do it again someday. Yeah, that was fun. Todd's like, hey, you're going to be a craftsman tonight. No, I don't do that. Yeah. I just watch. Oh, no, no you're no. going to work. Well, you think about it. Okay, most of, 99% of the guys who do it are the old guys, and they're getting older every day. They ain't going to be here forever. So, and pretty soon it's going to be like, well, we're going to have to read another book. Well, you know how well that goes around here, like a fart in a car. You know, you can't read out the book. You got to have it. You I know, fart in a car and somebody locks the window. That's mm-hmm. the type of stuff that I do. Yeah, you better not. I lock the window. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, you know, these older parts, even like the second, third lectures and stuff, yeah, the young guys could do the, the crossfire work lecture all day long. But if the younger guys, you know, me, I'm counting me and you as younger guys, don't start doing the, you know, the other work, I could do any chair in a building. That's no problem. I'm five years away from 40. I don't feel so young anymore. <laughs> yeah, four years past it. But, yeah, you know, I could do the master chair. I could do senior warden, junior warden, senior deacon, junior deacon. I can do all that stuff with no problem. Really no practice. I'll just get through it. Yeah. But I don't know many. I know the apron lecture. I learned that one. But really, as far as the... I learned a couple of charges, but I've done them so long, I had to relearn them. Can I do lectures? I can do question and answers on the first two. I'm not yeah. very good at question and answers on the third. Me neither. <laughs> I can do pretty good at doing entered apprentice charge. Still struggle with the stair. Don't even ask me about the stair <laughs> lecture. Uh, other charges, eh, I, I've been working on some of the, the other lectures of the entered apprentice degree, but yeah. anyways. I mean, but that's, a, you know, I tried to, my biggest thing when I, right now, I just concentrate on the interprince degree. That, that's my favorite degree. So I'm trying to learn everything in the interprince degree. Now, having two kids, one nine, one five, it's hard to get any free time to study. Yeah, I'm sorry, but they're, my little boy, if I bring my books out, he thinks, oh, they're little like me. That's my book. So, you know. I can't really bring him out in front of him because all he wants to do is grab and rip pages out of them. The, the girls, the girls the other day. So I uh, had the girls, and Bentley was with Rachel for something. I had the girls, and uh, we had to drive my dad's truck. So I put the car seats in dad's truck. This wasn't that long ago, a month ago maybe. And my dad's past master book and his monitor. 
I don't know where his craft ritual was. I stole his craft ritual book when I first started because he didn't need any more. He had a past master's book. What's past master's book? That's what you always look at me when I say that, but you know what I mean. It's the it's the different shade blue book. I got one ritual, man. That's the only I, one I but ever you, had. you know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah, I, I always call have. I call it the past master's book. <laughs> Just the old books, what? It yeah. Is. And uh, anyways, the girls pull, they're like, "What are these books?" And I look, and I'm driving. And I look back there in Dad's truck, and right, Grace has got the monitor. Was, yeah, that's the ritual. It's not past master's. Ritual. I know, but I. <laughs> It's just what I always refer to him as. Oh six oh one, <laughs> the first one in two thousand six. <laughs> so, but anyways, they're like, "What are these books?" And they're holding them and playing with them. I'm like, "Stop! Don't tear them!" But I wore mine out. But, but I think that you know we could you know get a little more excited about the ritual. I mean, I don't think we need to change anything in the ritual anymore. Now, I, there might be other opinions out there. Here, here's if you got them. Let us know. Heck, here's the thing. Good idea. Like, we didn't really have a format for this episode. Todd's just like, I'm going to talk about this article, and we're going to talk about change and uh, whether stuff needs to change or not. It's 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 always going to be hindsight. It's here nor there. Right. It's, it's opinion-based. I would love to see a new monitor made. The last monitor update we have that everybody's getting is still coming out to, with ni- copyright 1997. I'd like to see a new monitor with more stuff added to it. Well, yeah. I mean, I like to see when they had the funeral lecture in it. You know, that would be a good one. I know uh, Missouri, their monitor does have that in there. But they only use one where Indiana has several I would, that we could use. You know, and, and, if, and if we're also talking about things that I would like to see potentially change, I'd like to see more symbolism about uh, King Solomon's Temple. Because you know I love King Solomon well, I mean, talk. There's a lot of stuff in there about King there Solomon's is. There's, Temple. There's there is. A good, there's a good several-page lecture uh read about it in there yeah. good stuff after the master mason yeah i mean it talks about how big it was what how much a cubit is and what a you know all the stuff is you know you can start to see where i put bookmarks in here on things i'm reading now <laughs> yeah like uh i got thumbprints additional <laughs> charges and 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 stuff and well, it's like the uh the uh, on yonder book that that charge in there yeah i mean i've seen that done several times it's beautiful but you know, it's one of those extra things on a long night that you really don't need, but guys want to do it. Uh, a buddy of mine, him and his buddy, would do that back and forth. One would do one stanza, one got to do the other stanza. And then, then you get the whole crowd into it. You know, on this book, the oath I took, will I break it? Never, blah, blah, blah. You know, stuff like and that. And Mason's eyes look yeah. dark. And, yeah. I, I, I never took time to memorize it. Which Brother I Tim Poe, I don't know if you're listening, but Brother Tim Poe does that yeah, very he well. Does. Well, I always thought it would be kind of cool if all the officers, because there's seven stanzas and there's seven officers, they all got up and did one of them. And then at the very end, the master does the last one. And I always thought that would be cool. But I could never talk to my guys and never doing that. They never wanted to learn it. <laughs> but I thought that would be kind of cool. But, you know, as far as any other changes, like big Swath. We're not. We're not. Ref- we're not remaking the wheel here. No, we're not going to reform uh, Freemasonry either. Because no matter what we do, if people don't come through the door, they're never going to know we even did it. You know what I mean? I mean, if they don't know to come here and knock on the door, but that's one thing I would change about Freemasonry is, you know, advertise it more. And we can advertise it. Like right now, we're advertising. It. We're doing podcasts. We got Facebook pages. You know, you have just- to say those words, wouldn't you? Why? You'd have to say those words. What words? Because I advertising. 
Oh, yeah. Because I was looking last Promoting night. Promoting whatever you want to say, you know. So I was looking last night, uh, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, just looking. Uh, articles on Masonic World and uh, looking at things on uh, MasonicShort.com and everything. And I found uh, Selling Freemasonry. found mm-hmm. an article. And I almost printed it off, and it was talking about literally selling Freemasonry about how it's your job as a Mason to go out and sell the fraternity to non-Masons. And then I was thinking when I was reading that, kind of like, is that accurate? Because you don't want to seem overly pushy that can make the fraternity see, you know, be well, seen in negative like light. A, you don't want to be like a used car salesman out there. So, people are going to think you're going to pull a bait switch on them. Well, here's, the here's the thing. So I want to use this as an example. So... Uh, one of my good friends, I was 22 years old. So long time ago. Yeah. (laughs) I was 22 years ago. So we're looking at 2009 ish. Uh, I had a friend of mine. My master be a master. Yeah. (laughs) I had, I had a friend of mine who was just asking about Freemasonry, Mm -hmm. just asking about it. And I brought a petition because he, he 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 was just asking questions. He never said that he was going to sign up. He, you know, he never did. By the way, but he he never said he was going to sign up. He was just asking a lot of questions. He was interested. So I brought the petition. So we were talking, and as we were talking, I was kind of jotting things down, and, and you know, just making little notes in my head for of the questions he was asking me. And then uh, I I. I don't know what I was thinking. I was 22 years old. I'd only been raised a year. And I started, I'll never forget my dad walked in and said, that's not how you do that. You know, my dad, for my dad to come down on me, like, that's not how you do that. You don't fill it out for somebody. I'm like, I didn't fill it out. I just put his name on it. Like, that's not how you do that. So, and you know, I'll never forget that because I, I remember my dad goes, that's not how you do that. You don't sell somebody masonry. And I'm like, and then I seen that article last night well, selling Freemasonry, and I'm like, "Yeah, you're not really you don't really want to sell it. You want to present it. I mean, it's like you know, you tell a guy, I don't know, you have the greatest thing in the world in front of you, you're, and you're trying to get more people to buy it or whatever. Do you really have to show them how good it is, or you let them find out for themselves? I'm telling you right now, I have the greatest chocolate cake in the world. Uh, I'm gonna eat it." Whether you want to, I mean, it's good, but I'm going to make sure I'm telling you, um, show chocolatey. That was terrible. Yeah, don't, do that again. don't ever do that again. Oh man, that went so wrong. Yeah, that didn't, that didn't sound right at all. To be honest with you. Yeah, you got to delete that part. Edit that part out or something. You know, and everyone says you gotta have an elevator speech when you're talking about Freemasonry. Like, how long would if whoa, you're whoa, in an elevator whoa, whoa, whoa. ride What's, free? Okay, yeah. Well, like if you're riding an elevator with somebody and you're trying to tell them something, you have the time it takes from go from top floor to bottom floor, or vice versa. I'll just sell them on that. Well, sell it depends them. how many floors we're looking at here. I don't know, <laughs> but it's also you know it's just uh, you know to sell Freemasonry by how you act in public. I mean, I've had people ask me, hey, well, how come, you know, how come you're such a nice guy? I said, well, I'm one of the good people. I'm a Freemason. You know, I'll go to church, or I don't really go to church, but, you know, I try to follow the golden rule and, you know, watch the Freemason. 
Oh, well, glad you asked. You know, and, you know, most people I talk, I, I've never brought, I've never talked to anyone ever to join Lodge. Now, guys who want to join Lodge, they come to me, yeah, then I help them out. But I've never sold anybody on Lodge. I mean, I'm not, not just, I'm not, I'm not a salesman to begin with. I know that, but. I mean, I guess in a way, I've, I guess in a way I've tried to sell the fraternity. It just, this article last night just really got me thinking about some things. It's like some things in some ways, maybe you should go out and air quotes, sell the fraternity. Maybe in some aspects you shouldn't, but I can think of things I've done where I've posted short little clips from, uh, you know, Freemasonry places on YouTube and, and Facebook. Mm -hmm. And just like, you know, I've, I've shared the article about, you know, we're looking for a few good men like you, right? you know, the spoof on uncle Sam and yeah. I mean, basically we don't need to be self with any be ambassadors for it. You know, ambassador. That's a good one. I mean, be go out there and, you know, do what we do. We're, we help out with all the public. We help the community out. We give to charities. We're just good men who do good things. Right. I mean, what's that one um, saying I saw on Instagram here back? Uh, good men plant trees that they'll never see the sh- they'll never sit in the shade of. You know what I mean? Because you know you, like the bridge builder. You ever heard that poem, the bridge builder? Yeah. That you got, guy builds a bridge across a stream. He never come back across again. Why'd you build that bridge? Says it's not for me. It's for the one behind me. Yeah. I said I didn't build that bridge for me. I built it for those who come after me. And that's what Masons have to do. We have to build a better world for the next generation. That's what Masonry is kind of about, I guess, if you want to say it that way. We're not we're not making it better for us because it's already as good as it's going to be. We're trying to make it better for the next person. You know, and and that that just this this episode's just been all over the place. Oh, but I, delete it. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> I actually think this is a good episode. It's been all over the place, but that just made me think of something else. What do you do after the end of Every degree. What's the very last thing you do go before you close? <laughs> before you close lodge. Well, you go like, around the room. Oh, you introduce yourself and everything. And you, you you take you know generally for the most part everybody takes about two minutes generally. Yeah, about a minute. Yeah, just, most guys. And, are, my name is this. Hey, congratulations. And yeah, blah, blah, blah. that's about it. And, and then you always try to say a couple things that sticks with the candidate, like. Right behind where you're sitting, right behind where you're sitting. Back when we had chairs against the wall instead of these piano piano pews. Uh, Yeah, we really did. Did you know that? Uh -uh. No, we had chairs against the wall that they would fold down. They were like old school. Oh yeah, they they would fold down, and they were actually wide enough for me because I was still kind of wide back then. I'm wider now, kind (laughs) of. But they would fold down, fold up against the wall, and then uh, Linville has that too. When I left to go to night shift, when I left to go to yeah, night shift, yeah, we got these because I don't remember having these. They've been here as long as I've been coming here. I think we, yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, I right like behind where you're sitting, Ron Wiseman stood up, our sec, our uh, treasurer. Ron, former treasurer now. Yeah, former treasurer now. Uh, Ron follows the podcast. I don't know if he listens, but he does follow and he does like the things we put on the page. Ron Wiseman stood up. In October 2007, after I took my intern apprentice degree, and he said something that stuck with me, and I have stole that, and I say that at every meeting. <laughs> and 
and I've come to find out over 15 years, almost everybody says it to a candidate. Well, you get out of what you put into But it. Ron was the very first person that spoke that night. He stood up. He was sitting right there. And he told me, he said, you get out of this what you put into it. And that stuck with me. But then that reminds me of, of something else. And it's just leave the fraternity better than what you found it. Well, and that's hard to do. That, but if you make an impact – you know, you leave it better than you found it. I mean, you're, but your impact, you don't have to be a ground, green line officer to make an impact. Yeah, which by the You don't have this, to be anything. This episode, man, this episode's all over the place. So yeah. uh, Todd and I started recording, and we recorded about two minutes, and then we stopped. And I was starting out, I wanted to say, I got, hey, Todd, I got something I want to get off my chest real fast. And he was like, okay. So, yeah, what were we talking about? Okay, so so here we go. Like so two hours ago, man. <laughs> this episode is all over the place, but I think this is going to come down to be one of our best episodes. I'm just going to call this the hybrid episode. Call it the, the Masonic Mix. There throw, we go. How about throwing crap at the wall? Episode <laughs> episode number whatever, the Masonic Mix. That's what it's going to be. Uh, you said you don't have to get in Grand Lodge, no. and you don't have to. We all know. You don't have to be an officer. I want to go back to episode four, the traveling episode. Right. Where we talked about the election night outcomes and everything that 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 bothered me mm-hmm. and uh, how I took it wrong and I've talked to several people all who oh, shall that's where you're going with that. yeah okay. all who shall remain nameless uh, all Masons all listeners of the podcast all great friends all thank fo- you for listening by the way yeah um, one guy in particular reached out and he's like dude you you basically took this completely the wrong way and. You know, he said it sounded like you were doing more complaining. And I thought about that. And I thought about that for two days before I ever responded really back to him and, and opened back up about, well, I mean, I think I responded to him right away, but I, I waited a couple of days before I really said something back to him. It, it, it had stuck with me because, you know, we know that like my goal was to move up. And I was, I was so proud of myself. I came back after being away for eight months. I was trying to do things to get this place to where everybody was giving off the vibe that they wanted it to go. They wanted more membership. They right. wanted more eyes. I was doing these things. And then when election night come and things didn't go the way they didn't go, I took it so hard. Like I failed, like I was the worst Mason possible. And after talking to several people and several people reaching out, they're like, you took this the wrong way. And you even, you're like, dude, what were you trying? You're not going to reinvent the wheel. Mm-mm. And you don't have to get in Grand Lodge to make a positive impact no. in your lodge. You don't have to 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 be the master. You don't have to to make it. There's a lot of guys that make positive changes in their lodge that never even see an officer position. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I was so gung ho and I failed. So thinking you failed, you didn't. Yeah, you know. And I took it there. And again, to 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 all those people and one brother in particular, man, I'm sorry that it came out that way. Like. It was it was literally me just I guess maybe I was pity partying myself because I I just kept looking at this like I did a total flop in masonry this year. <laughs> Not realizing I put hundreds of miles on my vehicle. I traveled and seen probably twenty, thirty degrees and from October of twenty twenty one until October of twenty twenty November of twenty twenty two. You know. Yeah, I mean, but you you also gotta remember, you know, like I heard Chris Holdout say, well, if you have an idea to do something for the lodge, don't be afraid to be a committee of one. 
You know, they're you up an idea like we wanted to do. You know, Hodap. I know you won't hear this. Eventually, you will. I will. T- I'm going to get Hodap on this show. I don't <laughs> care what it takes. All right. <laughs> Hodap's coming on board. We could very easily. It don't matter. But you know, um, you know him. You know oh, him. I do. I've met him several times. But um, like you say, you, it, don't be, ever be afraid. If you have an idea, don't be afraid to be a committee of one and go do it. I heard Hodap say it one time when he. Uh, joined Broadway Lodge up there, and you know him and one other guy started to change. Same thing with my lodge. You know, I joined, and another guy joined, and we started talking. Hey, we need to change the way we do things around here. Do you know the story of how Hodup got involved in Mason? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you're the one. That told I'm the one that told story. you. Never mind. Yeah, but I mean, if you want to change, you have to start with you know you got to be the one to do it. I mean, it's not going to be, it's not gonna, you're not going to change anything up there because you're going to have so many voices talking to you, telling you what you should be doing. You know, you, you, being the East, you don't make any changes there. You might bring up stuff to other people, but up there, you really don't get a vote sometimes. I always figure I'm just a tiebreaker up there. I never voted when I was master. I was a tiebreaker. Now, if it pay the bills, you know, pay the damn bills. But, you know, but as far as being that change, if you want to start an event, okay, then you're in charge of it. No, wait a minute. I don't – no, it's your idea. If you want to get it done, you have to get it done. That's – you know, that's how we, I, we started a, um, we started our uh, our information booth at our lodges, for our lodges and everything up, up there at Tipton. You know, I was the guy calling the fair board and going, hey, what, how much it cost to, to get a booth? Okay, how, what are, what are stipulations to be there? You send me the information. And back then it was all, you know, it wasn't basically emails, but I didn't have a computer back then. My parents did, but they didn't get all that much. But I had to actually contact them and get that stuff and got it all going. Then, once I got brought the information, okay, here's what needs, here's what we did happen. Here's why I'd like to see. Can anybody help me out with this? And a couple of the brothers go, okay, yeah. I said I could make you a, a thing that folds up there. And yeah, we'll 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 buy the velvet tablecloths and everything that, that we think you need. And that's what got it going. Then you know, it started going real good after that. We started getting more membership out of it. But I had to put in the effort in to begin with. And I was just, uh, I think I was just senior deacon then. I mean, I was. I got in the east and everything. Yeah, I, I kind of you're doing this, you're doing that. But, but the other guys saw how important it was to us and how it helped out the lodge. That they came and volunteered more, helped out more, and everything. Right. So it's it's don't be afraid to be a committee. Like we want to do that um, chunk or treat out here. Well, I think me personally, I thought someone else take care of it. I thought Phil or one of those guys would take care of it. Well, turned out they didn't, so we didn't have one. Well, we, we, that night we had the uh, the movie out here. Me and you did all that. We got the projector. We got the movie. We got the popcorn. Everyone else brought the food and everything, which, thank God, they did. But, you know, we— And another example where I was like, we failed because mm-hmm. 10 people showed up, and then everybody's like, uh, you didn't fail. You got people out. Like, yeah, which, how are you— I want to do a movie this this month too, but since our meeting got canceled because everybody had the flu. Yeah, it's, yeah. Our 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 monthly meeting, everybody was sick, and then um, oh god, I forgot to tell you. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you off. I'll okay. tell you off air, yeah, brother John. We love you, dude. I'm sorry, John McEwen. Yeah, uh, and the, I forgot. I guess he's not been added to the group text yet. Oh really? He so. <laughs> Me and you weren't there because we told we told yeah, her we I had, sent a text Monday and you sent another one five minutes after me. Yeah, we had a, a, our a, daughters our, had our their Christmas pageant, Christmas pageant yeah. at school, and then everybody got sick. And I guess 
I probably should have been the one to tell John. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about it. And he, I guess he left work and drove up here, and the lodge was dark. So he called me when me and you were sitting in the gym, and I was like, oh, man, I felt like such a heel. <laughs> so, so John, I love you, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will uh, make sure I get a hold of whoever's in charge of the group chat and get you put in there. Yeah. <laughs> so. I didn't even think about I just, you know, I, I wasn't gonna be there because. Yeah, well, you know, it, I wasn't gonna miss my daughter's. Uh, oh yeah, pageant. my my youngest one. It was her first Christmas pageant. I wasn't gonna miss that. And, and my daughter had her one little, you know, inch of a solo. So <laughs> she was cute. Oh, she always is. But uh, little rat. All right, man. Man, we'll 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 put a bow on this one. This one, uh, I don't really know what to call this it. I'm, I'm just place. I'm gonna call this the Masonic Mix. That's yeah, just that's what we'll name it. Mash up or something. We, like we've that. we've had a lot on this one and uh, slap happy and tired. I don't know. <laughs> Todd, Todd and I are still doing good. Sometimes uh, sometimes we just do it to borrow a pro wrestling term. We just do a shoot, man. We just whatever go. comes off. We just hit record. Todd, Todd had one idea today, and we took 137 different exit ramps yep. during the course of uh, 59 minutes so far. Really? We talking about this for an hour? 59.01. Damn, we got a minute to burn now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, again, um, we appreciate everybody's support. This thing's taking Absolutely. off better. If you guys want any other topics covered, we think we, think we can get away with it. I put something on our Facebook Let page, and uh, we we will continue to reach out. Uh, I check our, I don't check our email every week. I know there's some people out there that still like to do email. You can email us at in five seventy four masons at yahoo.com. That's in for Indiana. In five seventy four masons at yahoo.com. Why did you make that other podcast? I don't know because that was a lot to type. I wanted something cheaper and easier. Cheap or cheap, something easier. I guess instead of that other Masonic well, podcast. Let me ask you this: Should we start? Should Should we start up a TikTok account for that other Masonic podcast? Yep, and you can take care of that. Yeah, <laughs> Get at us on on our Facebook page. Get at us on our personal Facebook pages. Uh, Instagram. We will be- uh, Bethlehem 574. Yeah, Todd's running our lodges Facebook page. And uh, again, Bethlehem Lodge 574, I believe. To the best of our knowledge, uh, I said we're the only Masonic podcast in the southern part of the state. Todd said we're the only one in the state that he's aware of. As far as I know. So uh, we appreciate everybody's support. Um, You know, and uh, Todd, you got anything else to add in closing? Uh, Yeah, our Instagram page is at Bethlehem Lodge 574. And on Instagram, uh, you can DM me there. You can, uh, any anything you want to talk about, you want us to talk about anything we you think we shouldn't talk about, let us know that too. I don't Instagram. Um, if you want to cuss us out, we'll take that too. Um, <laughs> There's no such thing as bad criticism. Eh, <laughs> it's maybe. Joke. But this this thing has taken off. You know, I've had this podcast equipment a year and a half. I'm, I enjoyed the hell out of doing this. I was looking forward to being up here all day today. And that's what we're doing. We we've got three episodes of the can now. I'm gonna get another one out yet, maybe. And so, if y'all if we, if you if you don't know about it, um, Father's Day is coming up. If you're an Indiana Mason, you need to go to it. It's really a good a good day to be up there. Fifteen years I've never went to one Founder's uh, Day ever. Man, so. Last year you got COVID. I drove there myself. 
in snow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, technically, I was, because Todd, Todd knows I hate driving. I was supposed to go with Todd last year, and that's when I had COVID, so yep. he went by himself. But uh, I, I had really to watch too. it on YouTube, thanks to you. Yeah. You sent me the YouTube link. Yep, so yep. that was pretty neat. We're, yeah, going but, the, we're going this year. I'm not going to get the Rona. I didn't told the Rona to stay away. I'm not getting it this year. We might be doing a podcast at Founders Day. We got to talk to the higher-ups. But Yeah, we're going to talk to some Grand Lodge. Todd's trying to put something together. So uh, I'm going to be bringing my equipment with me. You want to talk about the uh, the Masonic Indian degree? Here? Oh yeah. So so again, guys, this episode has been a Masonic mix, and I don't know quite what order I'm releasing these episodes in. Uh, the order we recorded them. But. Probably <laughs> it'll probably be the order we record them in, but I might change it up a little bit just for my own personal amusement. But uh, there is going to be a Native American degree and in uh, a Masonic Indian degree. It'll be a third degree put on by the Oklahoma. Indian Indian Masonic uh, group. Yeah, and they it, do it full, they do a second section in all full dress. We will, yeah, and we will be promoting this religiously across social media. Uh, we were contacted by a guy named Greg Sidwell, and uh, he's he's a big, huge proponent of this. He's the organizer behind this, uh, and it's going to be something to see. I've yeah, never, I've heard about these degrees. I've never seen them. Yeah, so. that's going to be uh, June 24, 2023 in Altamont, Illinois. So you got six months to prepare for this. Uh, we'll put some on our Facebook page about it. Uh, I'll put some on Instagram, stuff like that, get it all out there, uh, share it with every group I can also. So for Brother Todd. And for Brother Jared. that We are That Other Masonic Podcast, and we will see you next time. Peace.